You're listening to Future Compatible. I'm your host, Devna Gandhi. On this podcast, you'll hear me talk to CEOs and promoters about how they keep their businesses agile through global uncertainty and plan for the future. Today, my guest is Vipul Shah, CEO and Managing Director of Asian Star Company Limited, a leading diamond manufacturer. He's also the chairman of the Gem and Jewelry Export Promotion Council, and will be sharing his insights into the volatility of the global diamond industry and the measures the council is taking to hedge risks. Mr. Shah, thank you so much for doing this with us. First off, I wanted to ask you that the last one year, there have been challenges for the diamond industry. If you could outline what the main sort of uh, issues have been for the industry. There have been challenges in the diamond jewelry industry as a whole. In this financial year, starting from April until now, the diamond jewelry industry is down almost by 30%. And the main reason is that the major markets, US, it's going to take some long time uh, before we start seeing the interest rates coming down. It will take some time for the consumer also to uh, add up. So that is where the slowness is there, which is one of the major markets. The second biggest market, which is China. So post-COVID, the economy is not opened up and they are struggling by themselves. So a lot of spending needs to be done to boost up the economy and which the Chinese government is aware of. And I'm sure that within some time, maybe it will take, say, the Chinese New Year, things should start coming back to normalcy as far as China is concerned. But uh, overall, what we see that uh, out of the whole German jewelry basket, uh, we are seeing that 50% is diamond. And where where the sharp, where we are seeing a sharp fall, and the reason which I may have mentioned just now for the sale, and uh, the balance is that on the gold front, plain gold jewelry, it is picking up, it's doing good. Studded jewelry, it is taking again because US is a major consumer, so it is taking some small hiccups also as well. But because of this FTAs, which has been signed by the Ministry, by the Ministry of Commerce, by our Honorable Commerce Minister, Mr. Piyush Goel, so that is doing a good job that is helping uh, for the gold exports as of now. That is coming from the UAE, uh, ECTA, uh, Australia, and many more treaties which are lined up. So hopefully, we are just crossing our fingers that things should start back picking us up for the Yemen University. Um, also, the war, the Russia-Ukraine war, Russia as a supplier of uh, small stones, small diamond stones. I mean, there are a lot of sanctions against Russia right now. So what does that do for India? Uh, first of all, let me give you a background. Russia is one of the major and the largest supplier as far as of diamonds are concerned. And one thing we have to understand that Russia by value, it's I think almost 37 to 38%. It is a substantial value and majority of our small diamonds are coming from there as such. But currently, uh, yes, the war is a scenario. And after the sanctions are taking place, payments are not going through. And uh, there has been a supply disruption, which is currently not impacting us because, as I said, our exports are down. Is because of demand and demand which has dropped because of significantly, which I said, US and China, the major consumer market. So once we see this demand starting picking up, supply would be a big challenge for us. And for that, 
we are not resting that side and we are talking to the ministry and I'm sure along with the ministry, some way or the other, we'll be able to make sure that the supply is published. Mr. Shah, so that means both COVID and the ensuing wars that have taken place have had a reasonable impact on India gem and jewelry. That aside, there is a slowdown in the US. The fiscal stimulus has been pulled quite a bit by the government. So that doesn't really exist so much anymore as it did during the time of COVID, which is why even US consumer spending has gone down. Now, how are companies in India that hold a reasonable amount of inventory, because that's really where the value is for companies, uh, inventory of diamonds, natural diamonds. How are they coping with that? And what is the hedge? As I said, industry is down almost by 30% and mainly that is the diamond segment. And what the diamond segment is right now, what we have analyzed from the council and we made a trade, we had a lot of series of trade meetings, meeting all of the top manufacturers, exporters, and we came to a conclusion that it is because of supply and demand disruption. So even though with less supply, even which is affected with the war, yet we don't see that kind of demand and we see a falling prices. And to safeguard the falling prices, we as an industry collectively came forward and decided to have a voluntarily import ban and just make sure that the supply and uh, demand is very well managed and very well balanced. And we decided to keep a two months, which started from 15th of October, which we'll be reviewing at uh, middle of December, that is 15th December. So that has really helped a lot. We are right now, as we are seeing a little bit, uh, they, they are safeguarded the falling prices, which we are afraid of. That's the reason uh, and uh, inventory levels also have gone down. And that has been a boost because no new production coming. Customers are also aware worldwide. So gradually, things are in such a way that now we will be looking for supply as far as production facilities and everything will be opening up. And at the same time, we anticipate that there should be some demand coming up once we see the Thanksgiving sales, once we see the Christmas sales and how is it taking place. Because it is one of the largest employment industries for this country, uh, diamonds gem and jewelry. So we do have to safeguard it. But one question related to that, you said Thanksgiving sales in the US, etc. But the US, do you feel is moving towards lab-grown diamonds? I was reading a, a report which said almost now half of the engagement rings that you have in the US, in the bridal market, are now lab-grown. That said, even in India, the consumer is starting to accept uh, lab-grown diamonds as a replacement to natural diamonds on some level. Is that valid? Because we do see that happening, right? Especially in the US. I won't say uh, it is right. At the same time, see, both natural as well as lab-grown are going to stay and going to complement each other. Where there is an aspiration, where there is a belief, where there is emotion, so it's a natural diamond, it's holding a value. So once there is a value, there is a category of buyers who are looking for affordable diamonds, who are the first-time buyers, they're looking for fashion. So this is a category where it is going to take care of that segment. They are aspiring to go towards natural, but yes, they will begin with somewhere and they will end up buying natural diamonds gradually. So it is going to be like once you you have a desire, a desire that you can fulfill it by buying a bike where it was not, not affordable to you. And sometime now, because of this electoral category, it will be an affordable category. Once you are into the affordable category, then you will be looking for that aspiration and then you start moving towards that because then you will be looking for investment, you look for value also. So 
both are going to complement each other when demand picks up it will help both each other but do you think that would be the case in the us because trend wise that's not what we're seeing there in terms of consumption and couple that with the fact that there is a slowdown in the us and the average consumer is spending less on diamonds do you think in the us actually natural diamonds are going to make a comeback yes see if you see with this slowdown overall industry if you see that the natural diamonds because of this slowdown has gone down in prices by almost 20 25% but in the lab grown segment the prices are constantly falling and the confidence level is not there in the consumer so the people who are looking for the lab grown diamond segment they need to understand that yes the falling prices you are not looking at the prices you are looking for your fun you are looking for your desire and which you are fulfilling it because see if you are seeing it's a technology product end of the day and with the new technology adoption prices are not going to be stabilized so that, that is where the nervousness is there and if you seen recently i think rapport has come up with an app where you it has a huge customer base and huge uh, connection with all the retailers and he has come up with this report there are a lot of challenges also as far as lab grown diamonds are concerned so both the segments are having their own challenges but again both are going to complement each other consumer needs to be more educated and with time things both both the segment will be doing good if you see in pearls today when it is becoming rare you see there are natural pearls which is having a high substantial value and you see south sea pearls so both coexist so for anything which is natural is always going to exist because it's going to be rare and rare okay that's an interesting point actually um but in terms of price trends because of all the global uncertainties that exist at the moment right now you're just trying to arrest a large slide in the price of natural diamonds because with lab grown diamonds it's not very easy to do that given the rate at which technology is evolving that's right because the miles can be controlled a message can be given across and as far as the lab grown is concerned we do not have any data as such there is huge capacity across the globe and where it starts to produce it's difficult to analyze how what kind of supply are we expecting and whether the market is ready for it so yes this segment it's like people for the first time teenagers who looking to buy uh, mobile phones uh, apple phone i15 it will be called trying to take the market share from there because it will be giving them a choice to buy diamonds at an affordable prices so there will be a different category where it will be com- about competing with it's not that you're going to compete actually like because there is a value for natural diamonds there is going to be desire for these diamonds because yes the expectation will be there also mr shah on on gold um you know in china there's a lot of consumption that has shifted away from diamonds as you said and has moved towards gold um and even in india actually uh even the prices of gold have gone up in the last year year and a half the consumption of gold is not being impacted for the first time by a price rise why is that is it because consumers basically are shifting to gold as you know they always traditionally have in times of war and uncertainty in equity is that what is happening right now with gold even more so yes uh, you are right uh, if you see it is not only the consumption it is also the central bank starts accumulating where uh, they look into their reserves it is also de-dollarization which takes place so gold is again an asset where uh, where central banks try to balance their all categories of assets as such yes when there is uncertainty when there is if you see when we uh, the prices of gold uh, when the, it was just only ukraine and russia uh, ukraine and russia war 
And then we saw this Israel and Hamas. So that added more fuel. And there was a lot of uncertainty later how this war is going to uh, uh, come up with, whether it is going to spread to other regions as well. So whenever there is a fear factor, gold again plays a very important role. And over the years, people have seen the confidence in gold that always, whatever it is, if they have been, when there is a fear factor or whatever it is, gold has always helped and it is easily liquidated. So like if you see in times of COVID, people act like easily where they needed the needed funds. Gold was the best uh, asset for them to liquidate immediately. So that was also one of the strongest reasons. And like coming to your point, China. Why China is buying gold and not liquid diamonds? Because China is also coming up after this post-COVID. It is taking time because they are the people, the consumers over there. Whenever they see any prices falling, they will never put it there. They, they will never come forward. They will see it to stabilize things. And then they will start once they see the once they see that things now looks better and if they see a nice future, immediately you can see that and buy. So the reason is that yes, they have the spending power. It's not that they don't have it. That's what we are using it in buying accumulating gold. So that is one of the reasons. And I personally feel once things stabilize, once you see the things moving in the right direction, once the war scenario is also at ease, well, automatically uh, things will start moving and we are demand for the diamonds would be very much there. And that's what I'm looking forward. Yes, we, we all are really, because like I said, the kind of employer the industry is of workers in Surat and across India. So are we worried right now about jobs in this sector? No, I don't think so. Both natural diamond and labyrinth diamond help to uh, complement each other. Here again in employment, they have natural diamond and the labyrinth diamond have a similar process of cutting and polishing. So the way the production and the units is been setting up in India, across Gujarat, if you see there are a lot of plants coming up for natural diamonds as such. So there is a production taking place. So there is enough stock, enough of goods to take care of the workers as such. So I'm, my question is, my, my worry is not on the employment part, my worry is on the demand part. And that's where even as a council we are looking into, because if there is a demand, Everything can be absorbed. It means even our employment can be taken care of. Everything. So we all need to work towards demand. There has to be demand. Healthy demand for the natural diamonds. If natural diamond is going to flourish, labor will automatically follow. So we have to see an expiration for diamonds. That is very important. So diamond marketing needs to be done aggressively. And that's what exactly our message is also to all the miners. That there has to be enough spending and awareness to make diamond segment exist. Okay, lastly, uh, Mr. Shah, would you say that moving away from a little bit of doom and gloom is that would you say India is quite a bright spark right now because the jewelry spending by the average Indian consumer has gone up quite a bit. So our own sort of domestic demand for jewelry has definitely blossomed over the last couple of years. Yes, you are right. India is, I, we are in a much better shape. Our economy compared to the world, we are in a better spot thanks to our Prime Minister for doing such great things for the country. And it is really helping a lot. If you see, because of the slowdown in China, because of the US-China trade war, all that business is moving into Asian countries. And that is also India, not the part of it. And India is trying to take maximum care out of it. There is a lot of, uh, a lot of belief in India. If you see the largest GDP, if you uh, forecast, it's going to be is India. So everybody is aware that the way India is coming up with a very strong and bullish economy. You see all the jewelers also, when we just saw the post, I mean, the Diwali sales and everything, all the jewelers were in a much better spirit and they are on an expansion mode. And traditionally, gold has been also done doing good. 
And even we are getting reports that it is uh, from our IIGS, which was recently concluded in August. We gathered a lot. Of, we gathered a lot of demand for the jewelry part, and that is where exactly it has helped Navin's inventories also to go down. As uh, because India has been very supportive, India and the consumers were very much vibrant, and their spending power is great. So that's really, uh, that's really, I'm looking for that the next couple of years is going to be for India, and Indian economy should be much better than compared to our other economies, sir. And you also brokered the deal for duty-free export of jewelry to the UAE. Do you think that's going to help support us as well through these slightly tougher times? Yes, for sure. And that is, we are not only looking for UAE; we are looking for uh, other countries from the EU also, and for the UK also, and even for Canada. So hopefully, things is moving in the right direction, and uh, uh, hopefully, once this treaty takes place, our business again should be back to normalcy. Thank you so much, Mr. Shah. Thank you so much for your time. This was really valuable insight. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was Future Compatible with me, Devna Gandhi. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter, www.thecore.in, or follow us on LinkedIn. Twitter and Facebook as well. We would love your feedback, so do write to us at feedback at the core dot in. Thank you for listening.